Day, it's seven o'clock, and time for the Scots Wee Show. Admiral Fallow and the Paper Trench from 2012's wonderful album Tree Bursts in Snow. And what a great way to kick off the show and welcome to the Scots Wehe Show on Cam Glen Radio. My name is Ali Braidwood. Between now and nine o'clock you'll hear the very best Scottish music, old and new, mostly new. 
we have our regular features. The Artist of the Week is Waverly, and I'll be talking to the band as well as playing a couple of songs of theirs. The featured album is Black Lily's New Era, and I'll play tracks from it. And there are book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for you to consider. However, each week we start with three of the best new releases, and this week we begin with the latest from Ravlo. This is Clouds Are Release.
first of those three new releases was Ravlo and Clouds Are Release. And Ravlo's debut album will be out with Olive Grove Records in November. Really cannot wait to hear that. After that, it was Glasgow's Oh Rain and Bad Tattoo, which is taken from their debut EP, Awful Things, which is also out now. And then you heard Aster Eves. If you're going to Google them, Eves is spelt Y-V-S. But the song is called Crimson. And I know I tend to get excited regularly about bands and music, but that is one of my favourite things of the year so far. I just love it. They're a band new to me, but investigation, further investigation, is imminent. Now, one of the first artists I would have played on any radio show a wee while ago now was Mark W. Georgeson. So it's fantastic to have new music from Mark. This is the latest release, and it's called Gluey, in brackets, Joy. It's hard to receive it 
and that was Mark W. Jordson and Gluey in brackets joy and Gluey is Icelandic for joy another nod to Mark's Icelandic influences and love for that country and its culture and I'm hoping that there's going to be a new Mark W. Jordson album on the way very soon now it's time for our book recommendation for this week and it is Rural, The Lives of the Working Class Countryside by Rebecca Smith and it's published by William Collins. Here's a bit from the inside of the book to tell you more about what's going on. Working in the countryside ties you soul and salary to the land but often those who labour in nature have the least control over what happens there. Weaving in her own family's history as foresters, miners, mill workers and more, this book sees Rebecca Smith explore the stories of the countryside that are often overlooked. These are accounts of communities and families, tied housing, trade work and fading or precarious ways of life. It's a journey out to Scottish islands, old mining towns, country estates and lake district pubs. Why is it so hard for today's farmers to lease their land or cut a profit? How have second homes and Airbnb left villages empty? Why can't people buy houses and have children in the places they grew up? Beautiful and immediate, surprising and gloriously told, this is a book for anyone who loves and longs for the countryside, whose family owes something to a bygone trade or who is interested in the future of rural Britain. And I've reviewed Rural, Rebecca Smith's Rural, in the current Snack magazine. So here's just a bit from that review. At the book's heart is Rebecca Smith's desire to understand why it was so difficult to fully comprehend her family's place in rural society. Living what some would consider an idyllic life on beautiful country estates, yet with the threat that it could all be taken away by illness, injury, economics and even the whim of landowners and employers. Bucolic yet precarious. What really makes Rural an enthralling read is the writing itself, which is thoughtful, often lyrical, with a warmth which is perhaps unexpected. Although this is in no small part Rebecca Smith's story, it is never made personal. Rather, it's an attempt to learn from the past and present to ensure a better future. If you think rural, the lives of the working class countryside isn't relevant to you, you'd be mistaken. And that's just a little bit of my review of Rural by Rebecca Smith, which is in the current Snack magazine, which is out and about now. And I'll be in conversation with Rebecca Smith at the forthcoming Braemar Literary Festival, which is on between the 29th of September and the 1st of October, as you might expect in Braemar. But I'll be having a chat with Rebecca at the Braemar Gallery on Saturday the 30th of September at 4 o'clock and tickets are available now. If you head over to braemarliteraryfestival.co.uk, you'll be able to pick them up there. Next, there's some new music from a band who we've played many times on the show. This is Corto Alto and Latency.
was Rona Stevens and Joseph Peach and Luck O' The Hill. And it's taken from their forthcoming album Fragments In Time, which is coming out later this month. Here's a bit more about it. Fragments In Time is a new 
majestic collaborative album from Scottish artists Rona Stevens and Joseph Peach. As the world grappled with uncertainty and isolation during the pandemic, two kindred spirits in Glasgow sought solace in the art of musical collaboration. Rona and Joseph, flatmates united by their passion for creativity, took refuge in their home studio and embarked on a journey of inspiration. And I won't talk any more about it at the moment because I'm hoping that Rona Stevens and Joseph Peach are going to be on a future show as Artists of the Week and we can talk more about it then. But that was the first single taken from it called Lurk o' the Hill. And before that, you heard the latest release from Corto Alto called Latency and that's taken from Corto Alto's forthcoming album which is Bad With Names and that's coming out in October. And now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break, that time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this time it's another new release. This is the full 7 minutes and 56 seconds of Hear Something, the new single from the Lutus Nine and Iona James.
some excellent guitar shredding going on there. That was Hear Something, the new single from the Lutus Nine and Iona James. And that is Ali's comfort break for this week. Next is a new release from one of Scott Swahey's favourite artists. This is Tail Bleak and it's not doing me any good.
see you again with my healthy eyes. The car could not stop when I asked for it. We went on and on, 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 on and on. First of all, you heard Tail Bleak's It's Not Doing Me Any Good. And there's a real slow dive stroke the Sundays feel about that. Two of my favourite bands, but then so is Tail Bleak, so I shouldn't be surprised. And just there you heard Macrotonic and on and on. And it's taken from Macrotonic's 2021 album Artifice. And if you like that, head over to Macrotonic bandcamp.com and you'll be able to hear the whole album because if you enjoyed that you're going to love Artifice <laughs> 
Now we move on to our TV recommendation for this week and it's the documentary Sir Alex Ferguson Never Give In which is on, I don't think it's called All Four anymore, I think it's just called Four, but it's Channel Four's catch-up service anyway. And Sir Alex Ferguson Never Give In is a 2021 British documentary film about the former Scotland Aberdeen and Manchester United football manager Sir Alex Ferguson. You all know who Sir Alex Ferguson is. The documentary recounts Ferguson's life from his early experiences in Govan, through his playing career as a striker at Rangers, amongst others, to his long and successful managerial career using archive footage and interviews with Ferguson that began in 2016. And it includes Ferguson's recovery from his 2018 brain haemorrhage. Indeed, that recovery kind of runs through the whole of the documentary. It's really quite a moving piece of film, partly because certainly it's a life well lived, but it's also about ageing and changing as you age, the different stages in life, going right back to those early beginnings and Govan and his extraordinary young life as a shop steward on the Clyde before having lots of knockbacks as a player, eventually getting to Rangers where it didn't all go as he would have wanted to put it lightly then managerial failures and then successes at Aberdeen, early failures at Man United and then, of course, huge success there and on and on. I thought I knew everything about Alec Ferguson or close to it. I've read a couple of biographies about him, but this offered even more. If you like your football, if you like Fergie and everything that surrounds him, then you may be seen this already. But if you haven't, it's called Sir Alex Ferguson, Never Give In, and it's available to catch up with on Channel 4's Catch Up Service. Now it's time for our featured album, which is Black Lily's New Era. And from it, this is Woman Wolf. First sight, you don't know me My voice could be the bridge What is, what is the matter with me? I hate the way you make me feel it's harder to roll against the tide I would rather dive together now We came here to talk without our signs Guide me, hold me, I'm ready to start Oh, 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 
And that was Black Lilies and Women Wolf, taken from our featured album for this week, which is Black Lilies' New Era. And I'll play another track from it later in the show. You're listening to the Scots for Hay Show with me, Ali Braidwood. And Louise Connell is another artist we have featured on Scots for Hay regularly over the years. Louise is back with a new single, and this is it. This is Minor Expectations.
That was Minor Expectations, the new single, and what a brilliant new single it is, from Louise Connell, and it's out now with Last Night from Glasgow. And now it's time for our Artist of the Week, and this week it's the band Waverly. In a moment, I'll be joined by Donnie, Ewan, Leo and Jake from the band, but first, this is their latest single, Open Bar. just heard Open Bar by Waverly, and I'm delighted to be joined now by Donny, Ewan, Leo and Jake from the band. Hello everyone. Hello. 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 So first of all, I wanted to ask, you've released two songs in 2023, Open Bar, which we just heard, and Rest and Be Thankful, which we will hear later on. What can you tell us about both, I guess, starting with Open Bar? Uh, so Open Bar um, was originally an idea, just a finger-picking pattern that I suppose I had myself. Um, and we 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 have different ways of working, I suppose, with the band. Sometimes it's a riff, an idea that's very much just like one person's 
little brainchild and it gets brought to the band and we flesh it out. Sometimes we constantly like collaborate in the rehearsal studio and build from there. This was the the latter. Uh, sorry, the former. Uh, the um, was sort of something I'd written on my own um, and brought to the band uh, and we sort of slowly built up but we weren't we weren't really anticipating it growing arms and legs it was one of those that we quite liked but we didn't think had much in it it wasn't until we got recording it uh that it sort of became a firm favorite of all of ours and the way we captured it made it sure it stayed to the the sort of demo and the the original feeling of the finger-picked sort of folky feeling um quite subdued path uh, like um initial beginnings of the song and yeah and then we recorded it in stages uh with some being recorded in Loch Fine uh in a small studio up there before being taken to Chamber Studio in Edinburgh uh, where we recorded uh our songs and fleshed out further and yeah I suppose maybe someone else has more to say I can't really remember well one of the things I find about it is it's quite different to rest and be thankful you've kind of grouped them together on on the single but uh, it kind of shows at least two sides of what you do I think that's always what we're trying to do I think we tried to highlight with open bars our second release after uh, rest and be thankful that we are one we've got two singers uh, which is somewhat unique. Uh, two, that we've got different styles because we have different songwriters in the band. So songs come out differently from different people with slightly different influences. And three, it's a folky feeling song. And we wanted to highlight that we we very much feel ourselves as based in folk with other uh, elements added on. Uh, even Rest Me Thankful was Leo's initial guitar riff. And that that started as a riff that emulated a fiddle being played right. um, so even that might be, feel different but it is based in based in folk and open bar for three reasons uh, we felt would be a great second single and we love bands that can go left right forward up uh, I'm a Beatles fanatic and it's, you, every album every song is a completely different direction and that's I suppose we always want to give it a bit of a mix. Now, um, Donnie's done some heavy lifting for the beginning, guys. So who's going to talk well, about uh, rest and be thankful? <laughs> Give him a break. <laughs> well, I, I guess I can jump in on rest and be thankful. Um, it's, I mean, it covers a lot of the same ground that Donnie covered, which is we'd go through these different methods of recording songs and writing songs. Um, and rest and be thankful was definitely an anomaly in that. You know, typically it would be a song that me and Donnie have the kind of roots of, and then we bring together guys um, and we kind of flesh it out and add on and the guys add their own parts and it kind of grows into something new. But with Rest and Be Thankful, it was it was a weird rehearsal that we had one day where, like Donnie said, Leo came to us with this riff. I think we were jokingly, I was one of us was jokingly asking for a riff that wasn't in 4-4. Um, so because we're very used to writing songs in 4-4. And Leo was like, yeah, I've got this guitar, guitar riff. And um, we immediately sped it up quite substantially I think <laughs> um, which made it difficult for him to play but you can definitely <laughs> hear that kind of uh, that fiddle influence um, and then yeah it was different things and we're kind of trying to develop a hook for it something in the chorus was, you know 
different stages of growing the song and it kind of it formed in a much more different way than we're used to. I think it was Jake that first of all just said rest and be thankful would be quite a good line. Um, and then the kind of the lyrics of the song started to build from that. And then the kind of janky melody was something that I added on top. So we all kind of came to it with these different components that I think led to a really interesting and unique song that gives like, it's got some real punch to it as well, I think. Yeah. I love that idea of them saying to you, Leo, I would really like this guitar part. Can you play it faster, please? <laughs> it became uh, it became a nightmare very quickly. It was like, how fast do we want to go? This is a... <laughs> It's it's quite a quite a technical guitar part when you speed it up. I thought it was easy at first, but then uh, I was proven wrong very quickly. Satriano, that, that would be you know that guy. Play it like that. <laughs> yeah, and when we play it live, it's even faster. So it's. Uh... <laughs> I'm a bit. Yeah, the, adre- the adrenaline own. adrenaline gets going, and it's just twice as fast as the recorded version, which is twice as fast of the as the first version. So. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's a constant uphill battle there, uh, but. <laughs> You know, keeps me on my toes. Yeah, makes me better. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole process of writing songs and then recording songs, from what you've said, sounds like quite a demi- democratic process. Is that fair? Uh, let everyone feel it's democratic, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> whether it is in practice, I don't know. I'm probably not the best. Uh, it's sort of like, I'm like, I'm like Xi Jinping saying, yeah, China's democratic, but um, I'm probably not the best to ask. Um, maybe. <laughs> it's a people's democratic republic. Is that what you're I think that's, I don't know. that's pretty, I think I could get, I could just, um, I could put some like media spin on this if you'd like, Donny, uh, is that we usually will, we usually will try a lot of ideas before kind of solidifying a final version of something. Um I think there's been I I was looking for looking through the demos of some of the songs that we that are on um like open bar and rest and be thankful um and the thing all the ideas that we had in the beginning so many were cut there was a lot of there was a lot of change in open bar um uh, that kind of just kept changing until we'd like finished recording the last little bit of it the last take it's like everything had changed constantly throughout it so we'd really just heard that first that song as it should be for the first time when we finished it I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where we got to it and Jake how's the process for you I haven't heard you know how do you feel like you know that the whole thing works it's great for me I mean it's pretty laid back for uh well, for me, me and Rory specifically in the rhythm section, things are normally quite sort of chilled because usually, as the boys are saying, it's like Donnie and you and bring a bring a song in whatever form it's in. A lot of the time, it can be quite sort of fleshed out, and they've got good sort of strong ideas for where things need to go. Uh, rest is the kind of you and was saying was a really interesting one because it was Leo's riff that we just happened to start playing on the day, and then I feel like it, we all quite quickly picked up on where it should go, like within the sort of first kind of few times we were playing around it and kind of. It, became quite focused quite quickly. Um, I swear sometimes it maybe we have a little bit less say in what goes on, kind of if Donny or Ewan has like a really strong picture in their head of how this is going to be. And usually they're almost always right with how it should be because it's their songs. Um, but they bring them and then when we flesh them out, we can kind of add in little bits of our own and little bits that we enjoy and little bits that make it interesting for us. It's a bit more difficult for me as a bassist having sort of three guitarists 
I kind of can't do anything too interesting and fancy, but Rory's an unbelievably good technical drummer. So kind of between me and him, we can find little bits and pieces in songs and throughout songs that kind of make us happy and give us a little thing to smile at each other for. So I think it works for all of us. It's kind of a good system that we have. Because yeah. I'm, I'm right in thinking you've known each other. I mean, how did the band kind of come about you? And tell us a bit about that. That would be interesting to hear. Oh, well, um, where to start? I think uh, me and Donny probably started playing guitar when we were about 10 years old. I think it was a phone call I got from Donny asking, you want to play, you want to start a band? And then I played him back in black over the phone. And he was like, yeah, you're the guy. Uh, <laughs> so me and Donnie have been playing for a long time and then started playing with Jake and Rory. Donnie, Jake, Rory and Leo all know each other from Edinburgh School's Rock Ensemble. All right. Um, so they met through that. Uh, I wasn't a part of that, so I don't, I'm not a good uh, ambassador for that, but I've heard they speak highly of it. Um, and uh, I think quite a lot of bands have come up through Edinburgh and, and gone on to big things, having gone to that. So that, that was definitely a big part of our, our meeting. <clears throat> and then Leo joined us um, quite recently in the last couple of years um, and really kind of helped elevate us to the next level, I think. And as a five piece, we've felt, um, yeah, we've gone, gone on to a lot of more exciting things and feel really cemented in a direction and, and feel excited about the songs that we're writing and the songs that we're recording. So it's been a kind of long, drawn-out process. It's all kind of fallen under the Waverley umbrella, but I definitely feel that in the last couple of years we can kind of properly call ourselves a cemented band. That's uh, quite a precocious 10-year-old, Donnie, at 10, phoning someone up and saying, do you want to be in a band? I think I was phoning you guys up and saying, do you want to do Kick Door Runaway or something like that? Uh, but, but I mean, did you, did you know, Donnie, that... That, from that young age, you wanted to make music. I guess you must have done if you were making that call. Yeah, uh, me and you went to primary school together, so we knew each other from that. And he played. I heard he played guitar, and I was just starting to learn guitar. So I don't know why I was calling him as like addition for me because I was in no way ready to be doing that. But um, yeah, I always wanted to play music. Always wanted to do. Uh, my dad plays and, you know, I've been around music and he, he's done a bit of work in music industry as well, like years ago, but he's a teacher now. So it's always been uh, in the household and, yeah, just heard you and wanted to, could play and wanted to, and asked if he wanted to join up and then we've been playing and writing since and, and then we've met other people along the way and it's, yeah, grown and now it's, that's all we want to do, I suppose. And do you each bring different influences to the band because um your sound to me is kind of americana stroke folk rock those kind of things i hope i'm not being you know mistaken about that but i'm, I'm interested if you bring different uh influences to it leo what do you think you're is that the case do you bring influences different influences I, I think I have I have quite a strong picture in my head of what everyone brings and where their influences lie. Oh, this is good then. I'm glad I asked you. <laughs> I, I, I'll not. I'll. I, I, it's kind of interesting that um, Jake and Rory specifically. I see this um, almost the outliers in the in the taste department. Like Rory does a lot. Um, he's quite quite into his techno. Oh, I, I, I think he might crucify people for going into specific genres, but he's not here, so... No, he's not. <laughs> oh, not being here. <laughs> but, um, and Jake, you're quite into your hip-hop, so, like, 
that side of the band is quite well like in the best way like very rhythm centered yeah um, and in, a, in quite an interesting way compared to um so bringing that side of things to like my donnie and ewan's uh sort of like you know folk influence and oh, you know your classic indie rock bands i think we all is that fair to say i didn't grow up with you so I'm i now think speaking. that's probably quite fair i think certainly me and donnie's are pretty similar uh tend to steal from his playlist and he occasionally steals from mine um i think uh i would definitely take the americana infused folk uh take that i think um but yeah, Rory's definitely a wee bit of an anomaly. He likes his jazz as well. And um, to be honest, I think we 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 all generally have quite an open mind when it comes to to songs. We don't we don't uh, discriminate if it's a good tune. What's a good tune? Whether that's Olivia Rodrigo or Snarky Puppy, you know, it, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll take whatever. And having uh, Jake having hip hop and even in a electronica influences for rhythm section is no bad thing, I think. No, definitely. I think it's interesting how it all's it kind of evolved. Like I definitely go through phases personally. Like I remember when we when I first started playing with Donnie and Ewan and stuff, it was a lot of like guitar focused things, uh, like Convendi music, like the national, that sort of all that kind of American sort of stuff. Um, like Big Thief and all that. And then it kind of slowly somehow evolves into things like hip hop, like all everything from sort of American, like almost gangster rap, like um Atlanta sort of rappers to um British rappers like Law Corner and stuff like that. Um and I think I realized the kind of this key theme through all of it is just that having something interesting rhythmically to to hold on to, whether that's an actual rhythm section or if it's rhythmic rhythms in like words, for example, that sort of thing. But I always feel like there is sort of that central meeting point for all of us, which is sort of guitar bands and like the national and frightened rabbit and all of that sort of um the stuff that we've liked from when we were younger up until now will always kind of be that one point that kind of we all meet on whether we go different ways after that or not in terms of musical interest but and now that you've released these two singles is there thoughts is there an, an album coming is that the plan or is that i'm jumping too far ahead uh, there's an EP coming. Uh, so we have a new single coming out um, called Not Hoping uh, during October. I think it's October 11th. I could be wrong. Uh, so that'll be our next single. So we're, we're gearing up for another release. Um, Going to get those emails sent out with the link and et cetera and uh, try and get it punted to as many people as possible. And then, and then in November, we have our debut EP. It makes an emptiness of a crowded place coming out. Um which these songs will all be on and we've not announced it yet, but it it's very much, I think people are aware of it. We, we've, uh, we've signed to Black Hall Records. So there'll be a physical release. There'll be oh, yeah. vinyl uh, with a nice sort of translucent green, I believe. Um, and it'll be in record stores and, you know, we've got something coming with Asai Records soon and uh, that'll be a huge thing, just holding it in our hands and, you know, you know, yeah. this embodies actual work and time, and uh, yeah, it'd be that's a be... fantastic thing. And I think you know, no matter how things perhaps move on to digital, there's nothing can beat that. You know, having that physical uh, evidence in your hand that you know we made this, which is terrific. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, are you going to be touring the EP? Is there going to be autumn gigs coming around? 
I guess the first the first big thing for us is um, we're doing a kind of big launch event in November, um, November 24th at the Mash House, which will be our biggest, probably one of our biggest headlines to date. And it's going to be in Edinburgh, which is huge for us, you know, being from Edinburgh. Um, so we're really gearing towards that, hopefully make that a really special occasion. I think we're going to try and expand potentially from five to even more. We're going to get some friends involved and maybe have some keys or strings i don't want to commit too much to it because it's still to be organized but there will definitely be something of a fun twist to it um and uh moving forward yeah our, our, our ultimate goal is to just gig as much as possible really and we want to if we can get on the back of another tour or have our own tour opportunity that would be amazing um and i think we'd all love the opportunity to do a little bit of a festival run next summer so the kind of ambition is with this ep that we can kind of kick on and and use it as a springboard to bigger and better things. Um, uh, and yeah, hopefully just allow us to continue to create more music, which is ultimately what we want to do, because quite frankly, we're kind of creating a backlog just now. The, the, the time and money it takes to record stuff to the level we, us perfectionists wants just doesn't kind of keep up with, uh, with the number of songs we're writing. So we'd like to just keep going, basically. So you're writing more than you're able to kind of get out there. Yeah, we're kind of fighting with different methods. It's like some of the demos that we're producing are kind of almost close to being, you know, something that we would be prepared to put out. But none of us are really producers or recording engineers. So um, we really like working with Graham Young, who used to run Chamber Studios in Edinburgh. Um, he now has his own place. I think he works out of his kind of home studio type thing but we'll be working with him again and he really definitely brings the kind of structure and the the kind of polished nature to the songs that that we like um but we just write so many i mean it's just something that's a daily basis for, for not just me and donny but for for leo jake and rory you know they're always musical so yeah i mean you'll have uh plenty for the kind of five CD box set, you know, further down the line when the, the retrospective of Waverly. Uh, uh, talking about getting the, the, the physical thing and releasing an EP and all that made me think about, do you have a kind of plan about how you release music these days? I guess people always did, but, you know, do you think, well, we've got this EP, but we'll release one single? Is that carefully thought out? We're getting better. We have done this. We have... Waverly in some combination has been releasing music, even if it was just on SoundCloud when we were a lot younger and in high school for years now. So every time we do it, we get better and better at it and we understand what's got to be done. We're quite aware of release like strategies, just out of pure curiosity of other artists, yeah. even if it's, if it's local bands or like the big hitters. Olivia Rodrigo uh, just brought a new album, so I've been following her like how that works so we're getting better and now we know sort of bits we have to hit targets we have to hit spaces in between so songs um who it should be pitched to uh to get your radio play and and so on and even getting better at writing little bios and stuff that will make people want to listen to the music but it's constantly plaguing <laughs> our minds because it you 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 think you've got it and then it changes or there's a better way of doing it. But yeah. I think that's the thing. There's no necessarily right or wrong way. It's whatever works for you. And you have to just 
kind of try things. And Leo, what's the recording experience like for Waverley? Is are you a band to go in and, and do it live, or is everything recorded individually? How does it work? Um, this I, I think in terms of what we brought to this EP, um, we always we knew going in like the EP that we wanted to record, like the songs we wanted to record. Um, but it started. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit different from how I know other people have done some stuff, uh, have recorded their own stuff in past. Um, we originally booked a, a studio, the studio up in Lockfine that Donny mentioned, um, and it was a, a sort of self-recording setup. Um, so we just we had th- three days there, I think, and just did ridiculous days i think we were pulling like 20 hour days just recording everything um everything we could have and i think that the original plan was that like that was going to be the end goal that was the end product we were going to walk away from that with an ep um so we ended up with all these files of um guitar recordings and vocal recordings that then we brought to graham young at chamber um he was going to, the original plan was he was going to record the drums because Rory wanted a really good drum sound and knew Graham could do it. And then by the end of the, that session where we recorded those drums, Graham had started basically showing us the potential of what we've recorded but done properly. And we <laughs> went, oh, let's do all of this again. Uh, <laughs> So there's there's some remnants of what we did record by ourselves, um, but a lot of it was just brought to life by doing it with Graham. Um, but there, there there is a mix. There is a mix of uh, multi-track, and there's one song that is very specifically live recorded. Um, it's uh, I think Donny, you've referred to it as the emotional centerpiece of the EP, uh, which I like, and I'd, I'll use that going forward. Um, but it needed that live feeling and that sort of ebb and flow of the speed and the tempo. And uh, we did it in, I think we did it in like four takes or something like that. Um, and we're all pretty proud of it. I think it might be the the blueprint going forward for how we do things, just keeping that live feeling because we are a live band after all. And I was going to ask you, Jake, maybe you can answer this. What is the difference, if there is one, between the recorded stuff and the live stuff? We've already heard that they ask, it gets quicker, or at least they ask Leo to play quicker. But the whole thing, is it uh, is it quite different? I think it, it kind of depends song by song. Like, uh, one of the reasons that we wanted to try kind of live tracking in the studio was to get that live feel and not so much focus on kind of specific parts and go okay we could add something to this because when we track normally and we're going kind of piece by piece we'll go oh we could put that guitar in and then we could add those keys in and then we find something cool in the studio and we want to add that in and it ends up it ends up sounding great but you end up with sort of so many tracks on the actual song that you come to play it live afterwards you go where so who's taking what bit and how can someone play three instruments at once um so usually kind of because we because the songs start out in re- the rehearsals and we kind of essentially build them for playing live 
um they'll kind of they'll be sort of relatively set for kind of the five of us um and relatively simple as simple as a kind of song can be for five people and then when it gets to the studio things will change and then kind of on the back end of it we sort of think oh well actually i really liked kind of that part when we recorded it so let's try to get that in instead of this other part um so i think generally live it's just as they say kind of the, the adrenaline gets a bit gets going a bit and so things are a bit faster um but apart from that sort of we try and kind of keep the same energy that's within the songs recorded that, that is kind of live at the same time we kind of we're used to playing it with that energy and i think live tracking some of the songs going forward is going to help that as well just keep that energy with kind of the five of us in the room at once i think definitely gives the songs a nicer vibe sometimes than kind of methodically going through them piece by piece well i can't wait to hear them live because to me they sound like songs that are written to be played live uh, you know that, that that's they've got that kind of feel about it guys thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me it's been a real i'm a big fan of your music so to hear you talk about it has been fantastic thank you very much for having us it's uh, my pleasure and this is waverly and rest and be thankful And that was Waverly and Rest and Be Thankful. And I'm really looking forward not only to hearing the full EP, but hopefully to catching them live as well. This is the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio, and my name is Ali Braidwood. And next, it's a new single from Shears. 
This is Figure Me Out. a song that sounds like it's been around for ages but at the same time brand new which of course is what it is it's the latest single from Shears and it's called Figure Me Out. Now it's time for our podcast suggestion for this week I don't think I've mentioned this one before it's possible I have but if I have it's worth mentioning once again it's the creative chit chat podcast which is based in Dundee. I first came across this I think when it first started, 2017, maybe 2018. Anyway, here's a bit more about it from Ryan McLeod, who hosts it. 
Since 2017, I've been putting creatives behind a microphone to chat through their journeys and careers for the podcast and celebrate some of the most amazing creative talent connected to Dundee. These individuals make up the talented, diverse and driven creative community of Dundee and it's the stories of these people that I wanted to capture with this podcast. I believe a community becomes stronger when it shares experiences and creates opportunities to learn from one another. Hopefully you enjoy listening through the back catalogue and learning about lots of the people I've spoken to. And there are plenty of episodes for you to catch up with in that back catalogue. The latest is with Alistair Lowe from Low Tech Games, but it's such a wide range of interviews that Ryan has managed to put together. And it really does showcase just what's going on in Dundee. And by extension of that, it just hints at what's going on in the country as a whole. The podcast's called Creative Chit Chat Dundee. It's hosted by Ryan McLeod. I listen to them on Spotify, but you can get them in all the usual places. And that's our podcast suggestion for this week. Now, this next band are another one who are new to me, but they have a brilliant album out. The band's called Nashers, the album's called Karashniko, and from it, this is Scratchings.
and that was Scratchings by Nashers. And as I say, it's taken from their album Karashniko. It's a cracking album, I have to say. I've been lucky enough to listen to the whole thing. It came out with Fighting Swans Records. I think it's going to be a future featured album on this show. And I urge you to check it out. Talking of featured albums, that's what we are returning to now. This week's is Black Lilies. It's called New Era, and from it, this is the title track. Golden wood stirs up my skin The blissful nature by my side Memories from previous lives Lay among us from the start mm.
that was Black Lilies and New Era, taken from the featured album, which is also Black Lilies and New Era. And Black Lilies is French sibling duo Robin and Camille. New Era is their second album. It was written in Scotland where they had decided to isolate themselves before they finished recording it in the French mountains. And it's just a stunning album. I've had my copy for a while now and I play it over and over. So I thought I must share it with you. Just to reiterate, it is Black Lily's New Era and it's our featured album for this week. Now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. And on Wednesday the 20th at the Glad Cafe in Glasgow, Mersault will be supported by Fiona Barburn and Emma Capone. Always great to see Mersault play live. And on Thursday the 21st, Father Son will be at Glasgow's SWG3, another great live band. And they keep on coming because on Friday the 22nd in the East End of Glasgow at Drygate, Declan Welsh and the Decadent West will take to the stage. And Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves will play Cabaret Voltaire in Edinburgh on Friday the 22nd before heading up to the tunnels in Aberdeen on Saturday the 23rd. And on the same night, Alistair Roberts will be playing in Queensferry. Although I believe the venue is yet to be announced, so keep an eye out for that. And that's our pick of the gigs for the coming week. So let's go for two more before we have to say cheerio. Starting with a gorgeous new single from Kirsten Adamson. This is Take Me As I Am. Would you take me as I am? Shine the light 
gorgeous way to end the show or almost end the show that's Micah Seigert and Lotus Flowers on the Lake Micah one of the most interesting and versatile musicians around today and before that you heard the new single from Kirsten Adamson which is Take Me As I Am and that's all folks for another week you've been listening to the Scots Way Show with me Ali Braidwood and I hope you've enjoyed it if you have 
tell your friends. Everyone is very welcome. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or you can go to scotswehey.com where you'll find all the old shows and lots of podcasts and reviews and a whole lot more. I'm going to leave you with a post-punk classic. This is Joseph K. and sorry for laughing. Take care, have a great week and I'll see you soon. Look after your teeth and gums. Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and brown.
To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. Utong Peer is a peer education service offering accredited courses, skills and expertise while learning about the dangers of drugs and alcohol and to get involved in your local community. Courses run across South Lanarkshire. To find out more about courses, call 0141 353 1800 or email uturn at the uk, or you can also find Uturn on social media. South Lanarkshire Youth, Family and Learning Services are continuing to run their adult literacy and numeracy classes accredited by the SQA. If you feel you need to boost your skills, you can call 01698 452 154 or email slcboost at glow.sch.uk. And finally, do you like bingo and want to get fit? In Body Boost Bingo, the familiar rhyming bingo calls are linked to a movement. For example, number 10 is Let's Twist Again. Players are invited to join in doing the movements along to a fun music score. There are 30 numbers and movements that could be called. First to get a line is a winner. Come along and join the fun. The classes take place in number 18 venue on Farmland Road every Thursday from 1pm. To book, go to healthyandhappy.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbert.